everybody, this is John Forrester, and this is Out of Character. Today I wanted to do another round of uh, GM tips, and today I, I, I've been reading a lot of comic books lately, and I wanted to talk about something specifically related to superhero campaigns. In this case, I wanted to talk about secret identities and using them in your campaign and how to make them a big part of the story. Years and years ago, most superheroes had a secret identity. You know, Superman, Iron Man, uh, Spider-Man, all those guys had secret identities. That was a big part of their their story. You know, Spider-Man didn't want, you know, you protect your loved ones. Uh, you don't get bothered by the police for being a vigilante. And it makes it harder for the bad guys to, you know, come to your house and blow up Wayne Manor or whatever. In recent years, I think it's something that isn't completely gone, but more and more kind of like faded off. You know, Iron Man being a big part of that, I think Iron Man just steps forward and goes like, I am Iron Man, which is really cool. And it's great to have characters that embrace their superhero identity and that's just who they are. At the same time, there's a lot of really interesting stories that you get to tell when you have a secret identity that you don't get to do with Tony Stark when he said, you know, I am Iron Man. Also, he had like, you know, in Civil War, Peter Parker revealed his identity I believe uh, in recent events, Superman's identity was revealed to the world, and that had a whole lot of repercussions. So, why have a secret identity? Well, the simple fact, the, the simplest reason is, who, who is your character, and why do they have loved ones, and what what's going on with them? That's the kind of thing. It's usually because they want to protect their loved ones. You know, you have a parents, girlfriend, kids, what have you. That's the strongest reason. It, it could, and you know, in Batman's case, it could be, you know, you, he had loved ones, I guess, but, you know, it's more about he wants to create this persona, he menace, and this legendary figure that he can use to, you know, fight his war on crime. There's a lot of, of interesting reasons. For the purposes of today's discussion, though, I want to talk about, as a GM, what you can do with that and how to make that interesting. Um, the obvious things are there's always the threat of discovery. There's always that, that threat of, you know, someone's going to find out this character's secret identity and reveal it to the world, and it's just going to be a big, earth-shattering thing. Ha you know, in, in Spider-Man books and in all of the comic books, that was always a big thing. Like, so when, a, when a villain would find out someone's secret identity, it was a really big deal. It was like, oh no, the Green Goblin knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and now he can come after Aunt May and throw her off a bridge, because that's what he always does. There's a lot of threat to that. And there's a lot of things you can do with that. It's also a great thing for a supervillain. If you're playing a supervillain game and you have that nice uh, interplay between two of the characters, having them threaten to reveal it to the world is a great big threat. But it's kind of like you had one really big firework and you set it off and it's like, boom, awesome. But then it's over. It's done. You're, you can't do anything else. Having these little, like, tricks and, like, having him threaten to do it over and over and over again over time, or having different, like, you know, he always has that threat, he always has that in his back pocket, he knows you're Spider-Man. He can reveal it at any point. If you turn him into the police, he can tell, you know, tell the Daily Bugle, like, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I have proof. I have whatever evidence. Like, and that'd be fun, too. Like, you know, you have, um, you have, you know, Spider-Man, uh, the Avengers capture the Green Goblin, and they're taking him, you know, taking him in and he's threatening to reveal Peter Parker's secret identity. Now, Spider-Man so has such a you know, great power, great responsibility thing that I don't think there'd be any doubt that he would you know, do the right thing and he would turn the Green Goblin in. He might, however, seek out less reputable ways of making the Green Goblin forget that he is Spider-Man, like he did in the comics. Uh, or you know, maybe he'd get Doctor Strange to do a memory spell on him or something like that. But again, it's a big... 
like, oh man, it's a, it's, a, it's a threat that you can't just overcome even with spider powers. Some characters aren't going to have as big of a problem like that. Like Doctor Strange is a magic character. He's, you know, not going to be worried about, I am, I am the Sorcerer Supreme, I don't need a secret identity. It, you know, he could just cast illusion spells on himself all the time if he wanted to, but he doesn't want to. So what, what can you as a GM do with that? Your characters, are, you're, you have a, a couple of the characters in here who are playing secret identities. You can toy with the idea of, like, what do they do in their day-to-day -day lives, you know? And that was one of the really fun things about characters like uh, Matt Murdock, Daredevil, uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Clark Kent even, when he's, uh, you know, when he's not flying around the world and, you know, hanging out in the Fortress of Solitude or the Justice, the, you know, the Justice League satellite, they have normal lives. They have, uh, you know, they have day jobs. And their day jobs are always kind of really flashy. It's, you know, it's a rare day that, you know, they're just like uh, a normal-ish job that's kind of boring and mundane. You know, Peter Parker does, takes pictures for the Daily Bugle. And then always put him in weird little settings. Like, you know, he'd go to the zoo to take pictures of the new whatever exhibit. Uh, you know, we got a new rhino, come see it. And Craven the Hunter would show up and he'd like, you know, hold the zoo hostage and be like, Spider-Man, face me! And he's trapped in there, and he has to figure out some way to slip away from the car. That's another great thing you can do. There's always, like, whenever trouble breaks out and, you know, uh, Iron Man just irons up and just flies out the guy, your character has to figure out some way to slip away quietly and, you know, change into his costume. Or even better, like, rig up a really bad costume. Like, um, he uh, goes into the coat room and he finds, like, an old hoodie and uh, you know, some cheap like Halloween mask or something that like, run the like the lost and found from parties and has a fight this guy and but you know do like you know talk about look when your when your characters are doing that think about what they're doing think about what kind of jobs they have you know Porter uh, that you know puts you in a lot of interesting you know high end things you know you're going to the United Nations or you're interviewing Lex Luthor or Stuff like that. Daredevil is interesting because he's always going with, like, the lawyer stuff. He gets in with a lot of, like, and he seems to defend a lot of weird superheroes and stuff. She-Hulk is also a lawyer. There's a lot of superhero lawyers. So maybe, like, you know, if your character's playing lawyers, do a lot of that stuff with, like, uh, you know, She-Hulk has always taken on uh, cases for superheroes. Stiltman wants to sue Spider-Man for, like, tripping him and breaking his legs. It's interesting. You can do a lot of things with their, you know, just their, day, daily, their daily jobs. It, you know, you can also give them that struggle of, like, they go from, being like, Spider-Man flying around in the Quinjet and, you know, going to fight Dr. Doom at Liberia to where he's at home broke. He's got no money. He's basically struggling for the bare minimum of life while the rest of the Avengers are kind of living it up in the mansion or whatever. That was one of the things. Don't underestimate the day-to-day -day struggle that we all deal with for the most. You have a day job, you have you know, your, your roof's leaking, your car broke down, all that stuff. Those are things that you know you can throw in the way. I'm not saying you should do that every time they play a game, but it's interesting things to fold into a game and having a character that... Spider-Man, a lot of the time, he would be put in a weird position. I'm, I'm going to keep coming back to Spider-Man, so I'm sorry if that bothered you, but take on jobs and things like that. Like he tried to join the Fantastic Four because he felt they'd pay him at one point. They didn't pay him, of course. This was way back when Spider-Man was just starting out. Uh, you know, he wasn't quite so reputable as he is now. Take that into account. Like, maybe your character wants to join up with, you know, the Justice League because he thinks he can use it for an endorsement deal. Booster Gold. You know, he did, you know, the Flash from the Justice League series, even, uh, that was on the, the cartoon series. You know, he had an endorsement deal for, like, Flash bars and sports shoes and all that stuff. You know, take that stuff into account. It's it's interesting to to portray heroes dealing with those threats. Another thing you can do is also, of course, you know, they have lives, you know, their their relationships and 
whether it's you know boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, family, Spider Woman nowadays is pregnant. We don't know who the father of the, the baby is going to be, but you know that's a really interesting thing to play around with. Is in her secret identity, she's gonna you know have a kid, and that's something she's gonna have to balance out with you know the rest of her career as a superhero. All interesting things that you you can bring back, you can add them, add to them, make them more complicated make them you know more layered and interesting so it's not just this week dr doom invades with his army of doom bots and they have to smash them there's nothing wrong with that that's fun and you know everyone enjoys smashing robots but having a character who has other things going on in their life like unbeknownst to the other heroes peter parker is gonna you know rush off to try to help out he rushes off to the school and he has to protect the school that he's teaching at from the doom bots straightforward easy it's something that you could buy that character doing just think about it as you're going through it you know the the big things are you know the threat of revealing the secret identity is an interesting plot hook it's an interesting threat that you can throw at them it's it's a great dynamic to force characters to choose between preserving their secret identity and doing what's right and it's the kind of thing that you know it's always interesting. I remember uh, I used to read uh, the Superman comic years and years and years ago back when he was like Superman Red and Blue. Um, in those days, Superman had lost his Kryptonian powers for the most part. He had different powers. They were like light and electricity based, so he could like phase through things and fly and shoot energy beams. But he didn't have like, you know, x-ray vision and everything anymore. And at one point he goes down in this mine to investigate unsafe working conditions and the foreman who's crooked blows it and traps these guys down in there and he's down there with another with a, with a whistleblower and uh he's in, you know he's clark kent in this guy's so he can't just superman up blow the blow the place apart and fly out of there you know even if he could he could you know collapse the whole place when he changes into superman so he uh figures out a way to i think he i remember he started i think he like set off a uh, a gas canister or something to like blow the rubble out of the way so he could get everybody out of there but again interesting things like that you know throw your character into in situations where their identity is at risk bring up interesting things like um in you know the superheroes are okay here's a here's a stupid example a a fashion show your superheroes find themselves at a fashion show and they have to fight against this character who is just she used to be a you know, he, he used to be like a designer of some sort and their clothes fell out of fashion and now they're just they, they they blame the models they blame all the fashion models so they've taken it upon themselves to just rig this whole place with explosives and your characters you can't just fly in as the superheroes and disable these things it'd be a panic you know the guy has basically said if i see any superheroes within a mile of the place i'm gonna blow it so they go in in their secret identities and you know maybe they bump into people they really know or uh, you know who they know in their day-to-day -day lives maybe you know if you're peter parker you're married to mary jane who might be one of the models on stage and you know you're worried about your wife and you have to have that interaction there or you know you can't get in would be funny as heck you know peter parker and clark kent they're they're reporters they can pull out their press badges and maybe like you know when you know get in that way Whereas, say, Bruce Wayne's a millionaire, Bill, he's a billionaire, he can get in anywhere he wants. Matt Murdock, he can't get in. Or he has to, like, he has to bluff his way in, like, you know, he has to play with the whole, like, he's blind thing, and, like, basically, like, I, I'm, I'm lost, can you let me in so I can use the restroom? And, you know, like, the bouncers let him in because they're worried that he's going to come back and sue them or something. 
But yeah, mess with that stuff. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be an interesting, compelling thing for, like, what would this character do in this situation? The new Thor, who uh, is has taken over since Odin's son left, she's very determined to keep her identity as secret as much as possible. So, you know, there's a lot of interesting things you can do with that, because Thor didn't have... You, Thor kind of had a secret identity for a long time. He was Donald Blake, and, you know, he, would, he was, you know, he had the, the walking stick, and he would go in the closet at the, you know, at the doctor at the hospital, turn into Thor and fly off. Uh, now he just... And there's nothing wrong with that. Those characters are fun, too. You know, just just being Thor, being Wonder Woman or whoever is fun, I feel like those characters kind of miss out on opportunities for stories sometimes. You can put Wonder Woman in a weird situation where she had to go to the grocery store, which is really funny. She's a goddess. She grew up on a, a perfect island. She's literally a goddess, princess, warrior woman. Send her to, you know, the grocery store with Ted Cord to, you know, figure out how to buy some groceries for her apartment for the first time. She's never had that experience. It's interesting. Don't be afraid to throw in weird moments. Everything, you know, with superhero games, it seems like a lot of times every you don't always have to feel like everything's very like action and right now it's all gonna happen and just as you're playing through a superhero game, look for opportunities to incorporate secret identities into it. Encourage players if they if they're thinking about it, like, you know, I do I want a secret identity, do I not want a secret identity? Don't push them towards doing them one way or the other. If they're, if they're thinking about it, then maybe suggest some of those ideas of things that you can do with it. That is pretty much all I'm going to say about it. I'm sorry this podcast is not going to be very long this week. It's, it's going to be one of our shorter episodes. I've, I've got a couple other things coming for you guys, though, that will hopefully make up for it. I do want to talk about the podcast just in general. For those who have not listened, who are new to the podcast, and you know this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. It, it, you might have noticed if you look through a lot of, we jump around a lot. We don't do like one ongoing campaign all the time. Do we're doing like a couple right now? We're doing the like Court of the Dragon Queen and the Harry Potter Triwizard Tournament. Uh, we're doing Lost City and we are doing the Marvel game. But we're doing a couple of games. The reason we do that is uh, one of the things that I like and dislike about other podcasts is they tend to do one ongoing game. Like, uh, God's Fall. Awesome podcast. They do a great job. Uh, that D&D podcast. Awesome. Great guys. They do a wonderful job doing a consistent story. There's nothing wrong with that. I, 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 I chose not to do that for a couple of reasons. One, I feel like when you do that, you're going to get the people who like that, and no, and if they don't like that, they're just going to go off. And I want this to be an inclusive thing that people can come and enjoy. So we do a lot of different things just to see kind of what people like and don't like. The other thing is, some of the podcasts that are out there have been going on for so long, and the stories are so ongoing, that it discourages me from listening, just because I'm like, that's so many episodes, I just, I don't have the time to listen to all that. And there's new episodes coming out, I'll never catch up, I'll just be behind forever, and then it makes me feel weird. I'm one of those people that watches all the stuff on Netflix, and I have a sense of accomplishment when I finish it. Actually, that made me think of something because The Flash just came on Netflix, Secret Identities. The Flash is a police investigator. He's like, you know, CSI. He's a, a forensic scientist. And he was always doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, I love the idea of The Flash, you know, being like, I'm, you know, he, you know the, the, the Flash no more. He throws the, you know, the costume in the trash like Spider-Man always does. And, uh, you know, he wants, I'll bring, I'll bring down the rogues, but I don't need my super speed to do it. And, you know, he like, Links he like solves all the rogues, unsolved crimes. It's a, you know, that was just a funny idea that I had. But yeah, if you're listening to the podcast and you're looking around, you're like, you guys don't, you guys have a lot of things going on. There is a reason for it. The goal is to finish things. 
We are going to get back to doing Horde of the Dragon Queen if people are listening and they're like, what's going on with Horde of the Dragon Queen? You haven't done it in a while. Um, the reason we haven't done it in a while is because at the moment, Jade is writing two books and our other players are... They're getting getting six schedules lined up in such a way that everyone can play for a length of time is sometimes problematic, and that's the main reason. I want to keep doing Horde of the Dragon Queen, but I don't want to drop anyone out of it. So it's kind of been put on uh, on hold while we do other things. Luckily, we're doing Lost City and a few other things. If you're enjoying those, great. If you're not enjoying those so much, I'm sorry. Hopefully, we'll, we'll do something you'll like better soon. Again, I appreciate you guys all listening, and uh, next week, we are going to have more interesting things for you. Uh, upcoming, there is going to be more Lost City. We will be finishing that soon. We just reported a new session of that. We have another secret D&D project that I've kept in my back pocket. And we are finally setting out to do more Marvel stuff. So if you enjoy Mar- our Marvel games, we will be doing uh, a new ongoing Marvel thing soon. So we'll look for that. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate each and every one of you who takes the time to listen to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed today, and we will see you next time. Bye!